It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk Movies podcast. I'm your host, Brian Drolet, and today we're going to go over some movie news. Now, first of all, Super Mario Brothers is killing it at the box office. It's pretty cool to see that a movie that gets a 59% by the critics is doing so well and that people are going to see it no matter what, and it has a really high audience score. So it just goes to show you never trust what the critics say. Go see something for yourself. The movie has made over a billion dollars, which is apparently making Disney very jealous because Disney has failed to make a lot of money with its animated movies and Disney owns Pixar. So Disney has been the king of animated movies. Uh, I think Buzz Lightyear made 266 million, which I know sounds like a lot, but is not a lot when it comes to how much money those types of movies normally make. So the fact that uh, Super Mario Brothers has made over a billion dollars, if you're a fan of Nintendo, the odds are pretty good that we might now see a Zelda movie and who knows what else. Although, I will say, they have not confirmed a sequel for Super Mario Brothers yet, but they're talking about potentially a Donkey Kong movie. Stop right there. Nobody cares about a Donkey Kong movie. I'm sorry. Maybe a few niche, 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 niche or niche. I don't know. But regardless, I don't think anybody cares. I don't think I would go see a Donkey Kong movie. It's cool seeing the Donkey Kong character in the Mario, 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 Mario movie. But would I run to the theater to go see Donkey Kong? First of all, there's not like really an in-depth story in any of the Donkey Kong games that I can remember. At least with... You know, all the Mario games, you get a little bit of the story. You know, there's Bowser, the villain, he's trying to save the princess. But do we really care about it? Listen, don't make the mistake that Marvel has made and make a million movies with characters that nobody really cares that much about. 
I mean, let's be honest. Did we need a low-key television series? Although I will say, my friend loves it. I've heard great things. But I digress. Super Mario Brothers, over a billion at the doc, uh, box office. Um, there are rumors uh, that Disney might try to compete and make... They do own... Um, they do own the video game property Mega Man, which, by the way, is one of my favorite video games. I recently bought a PS5, and I downloaded the latest Mega Man game, which has updated graphics. It's pretty badass. It's a 2D side-scroller. So I do think Mega Man's pretty cool, but would it be able to compete with Mario? I don't, I don't think so. Like I don't know that enough people would get that excited. I mean, I'm sure, again, you'd have... Certain people that are a pretty strong fan base that played the game growing up, like myself. I literally just bought Mega Man not that long ago. But I can tell you, as somebody who loves the game, I don't get that excited about a Mega Man movie. Um, Mario was one that I was excited about. Um, there's just something about Mario, Sonic, Zelda. There's, there's certain characters that, you know... You do get excited to see on the big screen Mortal Kombat. Um, but then there's ones that, I don't know, just don't. Mega Man, I love the game, but do I need the movie? I don't know. So maybe Disney will make Mega Man. Maybe they won't. I mean, they should give it a shot. Uh, you know, maybe. hey, maybe all this talking about Mega Man the movie, now I can't wait to see it. What do you guys think? Do you want to see a Mega Man movie? Do you want to see a Donkey Kong movie? Or do you want to see Super Mario Brothers? Part two. This time it should be the princess that kidnapped gets kidnapped and Mario and Luigi team up to go save her and make it a buddy comedy. I know my, my one buddy saw the movie and he was like, you know, Mario and Luigi get separated so quickly he, he didn't like that. But I don't know. You can't please everybody. So in other movie news, we're going to keep in the animated world. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem brought to us by Seth Rogen that is coming out. August 4th, it comes out. Uh, very, I'm very excited. I've been a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies for a very long time. And I was reading some articles recently about this movie. Um, one of the things he wanted to do that he felt was lost in previous iterations was he wanted to lean into the teenager element. After all, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not adult Ninja Turtles. So he wanted to cast actual teenagers as the voices. And like a lot of the story elements and things that are going to be in this are going to be more about what teenagers are facing. That's kind of what uh, Marvel did with the latest uh, Spider-Man movies. They leaned more into the fact that Spider-Man's a teenager. So I think this is really smart. It makes sense. Uh, the movie is animated, um, kind of similar to how Into the Spider-Verse is animated, which is one of the best movies ever, one of the best comic book movies, but just also such a good animated film. So uh, I'd love to hear that. Um, then this article was kind of talking trash a little and saying maybe this could break the Ninja Turtle curse because all prior movies haven't been very good. Uh, stop right there. As a kid who grew up in the 80s and loved the Turtles, the original Ninja Turtle movies were amazing. They tried to say that the costumes and everything was clunky. and uh, Stop right there, okay? I can tell you right now, everybody I knew that grew up with those movies thought they were so badass, thought the costumes were so cool, so I totally take issue with that. Those movies are great. They totally hold up. If you go back and watch them, they're awesome. So don't be talking crap on my childhood movies that I love. Now moving on to the Michael Bay movies. 
I have to say, these weren't a big critical uh, success or critic, like, I don't think they got high critical reviews. But I went back and watched those movies recently and I was like, you know, these are better than I remember and they're pretty visually amazing. I mean, in part one, two or three, I can't even remember, but the one where they're on the snow mountain and they're fighting while falling down the snowy mountain, and I mean, it is pretty badass. So I really take issue when you get some snotty critic who's like, yeah, it's like, come on, man. Like everybody wants to make fun of Michael Bay and the Transformers movies. Could they be better script-wise? Sure, I'm, I'm sure they can, but they're visually pretty amazing. And when you're like a 17-year-old boy, you find that stuff badass or girl, you know? But the point is, is don't be so damn, I can't stand the pretentiousness and snarkiness in reviews of movies sometimes, especially Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's like, come on, man, it's the turtles. But anyway, um, there's also um, talk that Shredder is not even the the villain in the mutant mayhem movie it's baxter stockholm or baxter something but he's a scientist that creates mutants which i think is going to be pretty cool and allow for a lot of cool villains i know bebop and rocksteady is in it i've actually recently been playing teenage mutant Ninja turtle shredder's revenge on ps5 which is a throwback to the old arcade classic uh teenage mutant Ninja turtle game so if you're into the turtles and you're a gamer, check out Shredder's Revenge. You won't be disappointed. Mutant Mayhem by Seth Rogen is coming out August 4th, and it looks pretty awesome. So uh, Disney is talking about a live-action Hercules movie, but they're saying it's going to be redone for the modern era. I don't know. Do we do we need live-action Hercules movie? I really don't think we do, personally. Um, but they said, the producer said they were going to make it for a TikTok TikTok generation. He said, nowadays you have to make a movie based off sensibilities from social media. So I'm not really quite sure what that means. He tried to clarify it in the article, but it honestly confused me a little more. Uh, maybe he's talking about like creating viral moments in the movie, but it's kind of annoying how social media has so taken over the world that even movie producers are trying to think of like viral moments in movies. Just make a good movie, okay? But don't make Hercules. I don't think we need that one. That's all I'm saying. Watch, now it's going to come out. It's going to be great. I'm going to be like, my favorite movie ever. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. 
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So a fan uh, created some fan art, and he put Brandon Routh with Michael Keaton's Batman, and there was talk about a team-up movie, and everybody's like, we need to see this, we need to see this. No offense to Brandon Routh, but I don't think we need Brandon Routh back as Superman. Nothing against him. It was just more Brian Singer, who's a creepy pedophile and preys on young men in Hollywood. Uh, You know, I always remember thinking, and I hate to say this, but like, the bulge in his underwear just was too big. And just the whole costume, the whole his whole interpretation of Superman was just, in my opinion, cheesy and just did not do it for, for me. Um, nothing against Brandon Ralph. He was fine. It was more just the interpretation, the costume. And so maybe you bring him back and you, you change. I just, I don't, my gut tells me, no, let's move on. Let's go to James Gunn Superman who also James Gunn recently said uh, when asked what they're looking for, was Superman someone who had humanity, uh, somebody that just felt kind, and somebody that you'd want to give a hug. So, you know, I don't really think that's groundbreaking, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I want to hug Superman. He's Superman, you know? He just probably saved me from General Zod. So, you know, let's hug it out, Supes. Can we hug it out, Supes? (laughs) Um, but casting has apparently begun. They're looking at tapes. Um, rumors are saying we're going to know who Superman is by, uh, July. Um, is, and cause I think the movie starts filming beginning of next year, but it's probably going to go on hold because of the writer's strike. So hopefully that won't go for too long, but James Gunn wants to support the writers in Hollywood that are striking. Uh, because apparently they're not getting paid what they feel that they deserve from the stream stream streaming platforms. So hopefully Superman does not go on hold for too long, because if you're like me, I'm very excited. Can't wait to see what James Gunn does with Superman. So let's keep it in the James Gunn world. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, people were re- recently talking about, you know, Bradley Cooper appeared to promote um, the latest Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which comes out 
this week. Very exciting. I've already got my ticket. Can't wait to see it. Uh, that movie focuses on the story of uh, Rocket, the raccoon, voiced by Bradley Cooper. And people were like, yeah, you, how come we haven't seen Bradley Cooper over the years with the rest of the Guardians cast and crew? You don't see him or Vin Diesel as much, although you see Vin Diesel a little bit more. It's not because Bradley Cooper does not love his castmates or the franchise. It's because Bradley Cooper is apparently very busy, constantly filming something. He also produces, and I guess he's taking on directing. So I think since his was just a voice role, he somehow had it in his contract that he wouldn't have to be available for the press tours, which apparently, as I'm told, can be very lengthy, um, which can be very lengthy and uh, time-consuming. So B. Coops is a little too cooped up doing other jobs, but he loves the Marvel franchise has had a blast playing Rocket, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 comes out this Friday. Uh, might even, sometimes you can view it on Thursday night before. I'm not sure if they're doing an early release, but definitely this Friday. Go check out Guardians of the Galaxy. And James Gunn said he got very emotional saying goodbye to this franchise, and mainly because these characters have been so special to him for so long. But he's going to go head DC, direct Superman, and uh, he'll be just fine. But Guardians of the Galaxy, go see it. Let me know what you think. Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald was in the news recently. Apparently, she turned down the famous role uh, by Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman because she said, and I quote, it made her feel a little icky. She didn't like the story. And I have to be honest with you, I don't blame her. I mean, it is, you know, when you really think about Pretty Woman... It's kind of crazy that, like, this, it's a movie about a very, I guess, likable guy. But, I mean, how likable is a guy that hires a prostitute and then falls in love with her? And I don't know. Like, I, me, I'm not, I'm not in a prostitution. I'm not, I, I never, I'll never be able to understand how somebody can just, you know, drive in a shady area of town and pick up a random person on the side of the, the street and, like, I mean, aren't you afraid of diseases and God knows what? I don't get it. So to make this, like, feel-good rom-com comedy about it, I always thought that was kind of, like, weird. And, like, oh, he's buying her clothes. And, yeah, it feels a little icky. I'm with you, Molly Ringworld. So, but it did go on to be a big hit. So maybe you should have done it. But, no, you didn't compromise your morals. And you didn't want to do it. Um, but it did go on to be a big hit. And I don't know if that movie, I think that's what made Julia Roberts. It was a little before my time. You know, I was very young. Um, so she might have been in a movie before that. Or it might have made her. I think it's what made her a big star. So it's a good thing that Molly said no. Um, but I don't blame you, Miss Ringwald. I don't blame you. So this is very rare that this happens. But a comedy was recently released called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. It got a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. That, for a comedy, is like unheard of. Because comedy is so subjective. What I find funny, somebody else might not find funny. So for a comedy to get a 99%, it's subject matter that I don't, you know, just from briefly looking at the movie, it looks like it's a, a young girl going through puberty, which, as a grown man, that's not really, you know, the, 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 the type of movie that I'm running to the theater to go see. But with a 99%, it does make me very curious. There's no way you can get a 99% and not be a pretty damn good movie. So I might have to watch Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Weird name, too, but 
hey, apparently it's good, so go see it. Let me know what you think. All right, now in movie news, one of the biggest, most awesome, and most likable movie stars, Keanu Reeves, went viral recently with a video of him interacting with a young fan who said that he is, you know, the biggest fan, he's his favorite movie star, favorite actor, and it is a pretty adorable clip where Keanu Reeves is like, um, where Keanu Reeves is like, oh, did you see Toy Story 4 and like my character, Duke Kaboom? And uh, the kid's like, yeah, I did, I love it. And he's like, cool. And you know, Keanu Reeves is like, what's your favorite comic book? Or no, the kid asked him, what was your favorite comic book when you were my age? And he's like, oh, I liked, you know, Archie's comics and some other one, Bizarre or whatever. And uh, it is, it's, it's, it's cool because you see Keanu really, he almost gets like the joy of a little kid and like, you could tell he's he's so present. He's connected to this little kid. And, you know, Keanu Reeves really is the most likable movie star I feel like there is. Just every viral anything of him or anything you learn about the guy is so commendable and just really seems like a class act. And so kudos to you, Keanu. I'm sure you made that kid's year um, more than that. Um, so love seeing that and uh, good for you. And if you guys haven't seen it, check out, you know what? Let's, let's watch the clip right now. Let's watch it together, okay? Hey everyone, Noah here, and I'm about to interview Keanu Reeves at Golden Apple Comics. Oh my, it's such an honor to be here with you. You're definitely my favorite actor in the whole entire world. I have a question. So, you, Ron Garney, and Matt Kent, such an amazing team. Will they ever get, will you guys ever get back together to work on a project? And maybe even like a project like more for kids like me? Uh, that's a good question. And I hope I get a chance to work with them again. And I hope we can tell some preserver stories. But I hadn't thought about what you just said. Do it for someone like Yuri, something like appropriate. Yeah, and it's like a comic book or something like the your Toy Story appearance. Oh, right. Like... Yes. Then that's something we need to do. You're probably my favorite actor in the whole world. Oh my gosh, Noah, best. thank you. Did you see Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4? Yeah, he's my favorite character. Canada's greatest stuntman! <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it. Such a great guy. How can you not be a fan of Keanu? Alright guys, that's this episode of Let's Talk Movies. Let me know what movies you're watching. What do you love? What do you hate? And maybe I'll talk about that next episode. Have a great day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.